I'm John DiLibretto, and you're hearing the Echoes Podcast. Today, we're going to hear from a wonderful acoustic guitarist, Buck Curran. You might remember him from the psychedelic folk duo Arborea. He's on his own now. He'll tell us all about that, as well as his journey from the Navy to blues to raga and beyond. Before we get to that, I want to let you know about the Echoes app. It's free, and with it, you can listen to Echoes podcasts, Echoes concerts, read our CD of the month reviews, and lots of other things. And if you're a subscriber to Echoes Online, you can listen right there. And if you're not, go there and sign up right now. Go to the usual places and download the free Echoes app and take Echoes with you everywhere. And now, here's Buck Curran. Hearing Echoes, and I'm John DiLibretto. Guitarist Buck Curran was one half of the duo Arborea with singer Shanti Curran. They put out several albums between 2006 and 2013, including Wayfaring Summer and Fortress of the Sun. But Curran is out on his own now and has released a couple of solo albums. We caught up with him when he played live on Echoes. Karen looks like a folky with his long, shaggy, light brown hair with a matching beard and a touch of gray. He's wearing hiking boots, faded jeans, and a short-sleeved black Henley. He's had what some may call a restless existence. Ask him a question about his interest in Indian music, and you get a snapshot of his life and musical travels. Maybe for me it came through archaic blues. And eventually, when I got out of the Navy in 1990, I worked in a folklore store in Norfolk, Virginia called Ramblin' Conrad's. In the mid-90s, I moved to Ireland for a while, concentrated on doing spoken word poetry. When I came back, I started working for a friend of mine, and he introduced me to Nicol Banerjee, Pandit Nicol Banerjee. I had a period before that where after being focused on blues, I heard Eric Dolphy and John Coltrane, and that really pushed me because I wanted to expand the improvisation of blues. So when I first heard Pandit Nickel Banerjee, it just blew me away. So you've got the Navy, blues, a folklore store, Ireland, Indian music, and jazz, and that doesn't scratch the surface. But all those journeys, along with some Jimi Hendrix and Peter Green, led to his psychedelic folk duo Arborea with his then-wife Shanti. couple married, put out several wonderful albums, and then called it quits around 2015, musically and romantically. Well, I mean, Shanti and I got married um, in 1997, 
So when she was quite young then, 19 going on 20, and then we had a son, and uh, it's just after so many years. I think Shanti wanted to expand her life and do some different things, you know, and it was complicated, but basically we agreed to separate at that point when we got off the tour. and She started working with her boyfriend who she's with now. To make a long story short, Karen moved to Italy, began working with Swiss singer Adaya, and married an Italian woman, Adele, who also sings. He lives in Bergamo, Italy, with his wife and fairly newborn son, Francesco, and has put out two solo albums, Immortal Light and Morning Haikus, Afternoon Ragas. That's a title that comes from his poetic as much as his musical side. I've always had a deep love for uh, writing poetry. And I used to read quite a, quite a lot of Japanese poets like Basho and also Han Chan, who influenced Jack Kerouac and Allen Ginsberg. So that's where that title comes through. It's kind of a combination of those influences, but also I was doing a lot of the recordings in Bergamo in the morning. And also for my love for ragas, Indian ragas, it, it just the title just kind of presented itself. Picking up his guitar after a live Echoes performance, Buck Curran explains the Indian influence in his music, especially the alap. That's the long, opening, free improvisation to a raga. It's quite common that I would do these long alaps that lead into it, that either reference the chordal structure that I'm playing in, you know, or the key that I'm playing in, like what I did in, in C. This is in a low C tuning. And so... So some of those notes, they're closely related to some particular ragas like Bhairavi. interesting place to be for a musician who started out with a passion for the blues, which he explored when he got out of the Navy in 1990. At that particular time, I had such a deep love for blues. So I started hitting the, the you know, dive bars and the chicken shacks in Tidewater, Virginia, and started take my guitar out, and eventually I would ask, can I sit in and... Uh, and playing the blues, or and just like the Indian alops, you have to have a command of, you know, making the strings sing, you know. You know. 
Hard to tell yeah. the difference between the blues and, and the raga sometimes. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, they they all go back to that, that deep root. Whether it be from Asia or Africa, there's that. It's the voice with the strings, you know. Born in 1967, Buck Curran came into consciousness well after the psychedelic revolution, but the word psychedelic pops up 17 times in our interview. Psychedelics, I think when I was a teenager, uh, or early 20s, I did some. <laughs> but do you think you, you would have had to have done psychedelics to know that psychedelic feeling? That's a good question. For me, it wasn't even like... I hear people like they freak out or whatever. I was just like observing everything and listening to music and and kind of like it was almost like somebody separate from the journey observing and and I still remember those moments. Soon we ride beneath the sky To the west we fly, visions arise and blood on fire. Voices coming through in waves as black as the sun. Symbols shooting stars at the edge of night. Lead the way to the sea Swimming in the noontime Swimming in the noontime We're coming through in waves Psychedelics also provide a connection to Indian music. I think Indian music is naturally 100% psychedelic. For me, psychedelic isn't about the drugs. It's about taking you into some kind of altered state of reality, a dream state, and music has that power. Buck Curran's Morning Haikus, Afternoon Ragas isn't your typical Wyndham Hill-style solo album. It has rough edges and gritty textures. Almost all of those tracks were live. One or two takes. I recorded these pieces after my son had been born and during a lot of downtime if, if Adele and, and Francesca were sleeping and they were done kind of, I knew what I wanted, but I just put up the mic and started recording. So there wasn't a lot of really time for 
you know, like, I gotta get this sounding perfect, or, you know. So there's probably, and, and songs like The Sun Also Rise, which is kind of one of the more psychedelic tracks that I really feel connected to in the album, that was completely improvisation, you know. I didn't have a structure for that, I just pressed play and started playing. Buck Curran is continuing his journey in mind, body, spirit, and music. He's recording and performing with Adaya and has a project with his wife, Adele. His latest album is Morning Haikus, Afternoon Ragas. You can get a hold of Buck Curran's latest album, Morning Haikus, Afternoon Rockers, by going to our website at echoes.org. There will be a link there in the posting for this podcast. Next week on the Echoes podcast, I've got an interview with pianist Alexander Stroliski, a disciple of creaky piano and composer of music for Dallas Buyers Club, Big Little Lies, and Sharp Objects. I'm John DiLiberto. Thanks for tuning in to the Echoes podcast. See you next week, tonight, or online right now on Echoes.